ஹமதுல்லாஹிஃபாஹுஸ்வலாத்துலாஹிஃபாஹுஸ்வலாத்துலாஹிஃபாஹுஸ்வலாத்துலாஹிஃபாஹுஸ்வலாத்துலாஹ
he ended up in the fire of Namrud and not one hair burned down. So the system is that a person puts his hand in the fire and gets burned. That's the system. Allah Ta'ala wills, Allah Ta'ala took that effect of burning out of that fire for Ibrahim Ibrahim Likewise, the aspect of Hidayat, Allah Ta'ala wills, He grants somebody that Hidayat without that person having perhaps made any conscious effort. He suddenly just something came in his heart and he felt this is the direction I should take. But the normal process is, that's the exception. Ibrahim was the exception. So likewise there will be some exceptions. Somebody saw a dream suddenly and the dream inspired him and the next morning he woke up and something was now in his heart that I should now leave this life of sin and I should become pious and become conscious of Allah Ta'ala. One dream inspired him. That's an exception. And often these things which seem to be exceptions to us, to this also there is some background. Which even that person often doesn't have any link in his mind that what this could perhaps be linked to. But there is often something in the background which became the means as part of this process that brought about this tawfiq from Allah Ta'ala's side. So some good somewhere a person did. Something that opportunity came and he took that opportunity with both hands, he did that good for somebody, he undertook that some sacrifice for someone, whatever it might have been, we don't know. But in any case, the process is that a person will have to undertake the steps for hidayat. The first step is, Yahdi ilayhi mayyunib. Allah Ta'ala will guide the one who shows that inclination, who has that thirst. And this is why Mawlana Rumi rahmatullahi he states in one couplet that Aab Madjo that don't look too much for water what he says is Tishna Awar Badast first create the thirst Taab Bajoshat Aab Azbala Wapast says then the water will keep gushing from above and beneath when the thirst is there the water will come from every direction and the person is thirsty for that hidayat from ways and means he can't imagine that Hidayat will come. Allah Ta'ala will create means for him in a way that he can't even foresee and can't imagine. But has that thirst for Hidayat come? Have we created that inclination in our hearts? Have we shown that true zeal? Ya Allah, I want this Hidayat. The very least was that are we even making dua for this Hidayat? Allah, I want this. Allah, I'm very weak. I'm very, very sinful. I have all these ills in my life. I have all these weaknesses. My iman is so weak. My ibadat is so weak. My salah is so weak. My akhlaq is so poor. My muamalat and muasharat are not in order. All these are my weaknesses. Toyota Corolla ND127593. ND127593. Please remove this reason. So this minimum was this dua for hidayat. Is this part of our system, our routine? Routine in the sense that daily there is some time to make dua and included in that dua for hidayat. That is showing some inclination. Ya Allah, I want this. The person doesn't even come and knock on the door and ask and beg. Nobody passing by him also thinks about giving him anything. 
But now when he begs, and that person standing at that street corner, and then how he begs, and how persistent he is, and how humble he'll make himself, that the person who didn't have any idea or thought that I will share something, his heart melts also if he gives something. Why? Because of how he went about begging for it. How he humbled himself. How he showed, I really need this. The desperation that he presented. So then that person whose heart was totally close to giving him anything, that person too opened his heart and opened his hand and gave him something. Allah Ta'ala is Arhamur Rahimin. A person has to show this inclination for hidayat. Have we asked, Ya Allah, my salah is so poor. Allah grant me that salah. Enable me to perform my five times salah with jama'ah. MashaAllah, we ask for so many of our worldly needs. Ya Allah, make the business prosper. Ya Allah, make the house get done. Ya Allah, make my son get married. Ya Allah, make this happen and that happen. Alhamdulillah, all that to we ask from Allah Ta'ala. Have we asked for our salah to come in order? Have we asked for our akhlaq to come in order? Have we asked that our mu'amalat and mu'asharat must be according to the way Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi taught? Have we begged for this? So, Yahdi ilayhi mayyuneed. Allah Ta'ala guides towards him, the one who shows that inclination for hidayat. This is the minimum inclination. That we make dua. And then together with that, inclination, mashallah, person has the inclination, but now he has the inclination to eat, but then he remains sitting where he is. The food is not going to walk and come to him. So likewise, he's going to take some steps, he's going to move, he's going to make some effort. So likewise, there's an effort for hidayat. وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُولَنَا Those who will strive to acquire this hidayat. The inclination is there, and there's some mujahada involved. Obviously, the mujahada is inevitable. So now the person is undertaking that mujahada, it happens with the fuzzle of Allah alone. It's not due to any extent of anybody's mujahada, anybody's striving, anybody's sacrificing, anybody's hard work, anybody's effort, nothing. Purely the grace of Allah Ta'ala. لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ subulana. Allah Ta'ala says, we will open out the pathways of hidayat for them. So this inclination for hidayat and this effort for hidayat is an ongoing need that we have to acquire this hidayat. Allah Ta'ala says in this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, فَمَنْ يُرِدِ اللَّهُ أَنْ يَهْدِيَهُ يَشْرَحْ صَدْرَهُ لِلْإِسْلَامِ Allah Ta'ala wills that now a person has shown that inclination, he has made some effort, so Allah Ta'ala has now decided to give him that hidayat. So what happens? Allah Ta'ala expands his heart for hidayat. يَشْرَحْ صَدْرَهُ لِلْإِسْلَامِ Now in this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif was revealed, so Rasulullah climbed the member and he recited this ayat. This is the ayat Allah Ta'ala has revealed. Allah Ta'ala expands this person's heart for hidayat. What is the meaning of this expanding of the heart for hidayat? The explanation of this is that when this nur of hidayat comes in the heart, and this is what Nabi Islam explained, the Sahaba asked, what is the explanation of this? And this is the Sahaba asking, those who were experts in the Arabic language, they knew the translation of this. They didn't need translation. This was their mother tongue. And their eloquence was at a peak. That was the time and era where 
The eloquence in the Arabic language was at its peak. So they could understand what the meaning is, but yet they asked, what is the meaning? Because it's not just what is the surface of things. So Ali Sami he explains on one occasion, one person came, he was an attorney, a lawyer, he had come regarding some, whatever matter it might have been, so he brought one of his law books along. So as whatever discussion had done, taken place, he took that law book and he opened that and he read something from there. And then he said, this, this particular passage that's here, so this is what it means, this is what it refers to. So that attorney said, no, no, it's not, that's what it refers to. Now that was in Urdu, Urdu was the mother tongue, read it, and he said, this is what it means, that this is the application, this is what the law is requiring. That attorney said, no, it doesn't mean that. Then he explained what it means. When he finished explaining what it means, it was something totally different to what Hazrat had understood. So when he explained it like that, Hazrat then, and this is the benefit of being in the company of the Ahlullah and reading their works and learning from their lives. Because at every juncture there's a lesson they give. Every incident takes place, they take a lesson out of it. Everything they connect themselves to deal with it. So I said, look at this. This is a book of law that has been written by man. Insan, he drew up this law. And it's in the Urdu language, that's my mother tongue. I read it. But this man-made law, despite being in the mother tongue that I read it in, I didn't understand it correctly. It required an expert in law to explain to me what is the meaning of this. It required an expert in law to explain that what is the application of this. Otherwise, I'm well versed in Urdu and I can read this, I can understand the words, but I got the wrong meaning out of it. So when this is the case with man-made law, that you require a person who is an expert in that field to give you the correct explanation, what about the law of Allah Ta'ala? What about the revealed word of Allah Ta'ala? That is this free for anybody and everyone to just decide what it means for him and to just give any explanation that comes into his heart and mind and he doesn't even know the Arabic language to start off with and what kind of serious blunders people make. One is those who are intent on distorting things. That is a different issue. Apart from them, serious blunders which people make. One person took the Hadith Sharif, where Rasulullah gives the various mu'ajizat that Allah Ta'ala blessed him with. And among the various mu'ajizat, one of the things Nabi Salaam mentions, Nusirtu bir-ru'bi, that I have been assisted. Allah Ta'ala gave me this divine assistance by means of ru'b, ru'b, this awe, this awe that comes as a result of extreme respect. When a person has deep respect for somebody, he sometimes overawed. And this was the case with Rasulullah Man ra'ahu badahatan habahu wa man khalatahu ma'rifatan ahabbahu The Sahaba explained regarding Nabi Wasallam. anybody that came who didn't know him before, didn't have any opportunity to interact with him. And the person came for the first time. And he just suddenly saw Rasulullah He'd become overawed. One young person came 
and saw Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the person became so overawed, he began trembling. Somebody said to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, this person is trembling. Nabi Sallallahu said, no need to tremble. No need to be fearful of anything. And the person says, all that, the fear, all that came into me, all just went away. Now this was that, all that Allah Ta'ala blessed him with. That people who had all the might of that time, they would also, their hearts would tremble. Now somebody took this Hadith Sharif, and this word, Ra'ab, Allah Ta'ala assisted me with this Ra'ab. How is it translated now? That I was assisted by means of Na'uzubillah terror. And now in the context of this time and age, that terror means that this is the root Na'uzubillah of terrorism. Now those who are bent on trying to malign Islam and deen and try to poison the hearts and minds of people, so they'll do all these kinds of distortions, what is being referred to and where it is being taken to. But that is something which Allah Ta'ala will take care of. People have tried this over the ages repeatedly, but it failed to make any dent on anyone. And in fact, many a person got curious to read more after having heard something like this or read something like this. said, no, I need to look more into this. That became the means of his hidayat. That which was intended to poison the mind of the person became the catalyst. That I need to look more into this. What is this all about? Really, is it like this? He started looking further. Looking further, he started asking, started finding out from people. That became the means of his hidayat. Allah Ta'ala will take care of that himself. But then there are those who decide that I am also very well acquainted. I am also an expert. We don't even know the language properly. We haven't learnt it. So here we learn from this, the Sahaba, they are asking Rasulullah that what is the explanation of this? Rasulullah explains that Allah puts the nur in the heart of a person, that heart expands for Islam. The heart expands for Islam? How does the heart expand for Islam? Physically does it expand? No, physically nothing expands. It is that spiritual heart that expands. And the expansion and the heart getting expanded to receive this Islam is that now the a'mal of Islam become very easy for him. This is the tawfiq that comes from the side of Allah Ta'ala. Now to wake up for salah becomes very simple for him. Otherwise, the person will be very strong to train for maybe one hour, two hours, three hours a day. That will be very easy for him. Three hours a day he is training and doing all kinds of physical exercises and whatever. But that four akats of salah will become very difficult. He can carry all the weights. But to pick up the weight of that duvet at the time of Fajr will become very difficult. A person will be able to wake up early in the morning for some other sport, for whatever else. Wake up before Fajr time. Let alone Fajr time. He'll be able to wake up before Fajr time. For something or the other. For some work of dunya. But to wake up for Fajr Salah will become very difficult. If this Islam, the nur of Islam hasn't come in the heart. But now when this tawfiq comes, when Allah Ta'ala expands the heart of this person, now that amal which was at one time something very difficult becomes very easy. He is now without difficulty able to perform his Salah. The time has come to discharge his zakat. There is no resistance. And he is able to discharge that zakat with ease. 
and he's happy about doing it. He's not finding it that this is now like a burden on me. It's the time to fast in the month of Ramadan. It might be the summer fast, hot days, might be long days, but he is happy to do it. It becomes easy for him. Likewise, all the obligations of deen and to refrain from what Allah Ta'ala has forbidden, that too becomes easy for him. This is the effect of that nur in the heart. And otherwise, وَمَنْ يُرِدْ أَيُّ يَجْعَلْ صَدْرَهُ ضَيِّقًا حَرَجًا كَأَنَّمَا يَسَّعَّدُ فِي السَّمَاءِ If this nur is not there, the heart hasn't been expanded for Islam and Iman, then everything becomes like a huge burden. person will be able to jog many kilometers, but to walk 100 meters down the road to the masjid will become very difficult. Let alone 100 meters down the masjid to wake up from his bed and walk to the make wudu and perform his salah even in the house. That will become difficult. So the whole issue is bringing this nur in the heart. And this is where it comes to the starting point, that talab for hidayat. Making dua for it, making that effort for it, going into the right company for it. Making the effort in the right uh, environment for it. So any case when Rasulullah explained this, that there is a nur that settles in the heart. This nur that settles in the heart, this becomes the outcome of it. Now the person without difficulty can fulfill whatever Allah has commanded him. It becomes easy for him. But in any case, this nur, some, nur is something inside the heart. It's not something that's visible to the eye. So how will we know that nur has come in the heart or not? Because this is not something you can see. Many things are hidden in the heart. All the various aspects that pertain to the heart are not visible in terms of the good things and the bad things. The good aspects, for example, a person has the reality of shukar in his heart. The reality of sabr. He has the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. He has this well-wishing for every person. He has contentment and qana'at. He has sakhawat, generosity in his heart. All the other good qualities, but nobody can see it. It's inside his heart. And likewise, Allah forbid, if there is takabbur and pride in that heart, there is jealousy in that heart, there is malice in it. There's all these kinds of vices and all these evil qualities. But that too is not visible. Can't see and look into somebody's heart and say what, what he's got there. But all these things that are inside, they manifest themselves on the outside. If a person has this takabbur in him, where he's thinking of himself as better and looking down upon others, now that's deep down in the heart, it's not visible to anybody's eyes. But it will manifest itself. It will manifest itself in how the person speaks to others. Especially somebody who might be his junior, somebody who might be maybe under him, he has some authority over the person. How does he conduct himself? What is inside the heart will now manifest itself through the manner of speaking, through the manner of dealing. Does he hold the person in contempt? Or does he believe that, no, I am the lowest of every person. Allah Ta'ala has given me some kind of limited authority over others. This is Allah Ta'ala's system. But I am not better than anybody else. 
Everybody is better than me. Yes, I might be perhaps more skilled than somebody else in some way or the other. Somebody has some skill, so he's more skilled. One person is a street sweeper, so he doesn't have the skill of a professional person. So this person is more skilled, but does that mean he's better? Who's better only Allah Ta'ala knows. And that person is better who on the day of Qiyamah has pleased Allah Ta'ala more. Once one person, one Sahabi passed, and the gathering of Sahaba were around Rasulullah and this person happened to pass by, and everybody saw who passed by. Nabi Islam asked them, that, what do you have to say about this person? So he was a very prominent person among the Sahaba, a very good person, and as a result, the Sahaba explained that he's such a person, that if he has to intercede on behalf of somebody, the person would readily accept his intercession. If he has to propose somewhere, his proposal will get accepted immediately. Because he's a person of that standing, that caliber, everybody knows him, everybody looks at him in high esteem. Then after a while another person passed by. He was a person who didn't have that kind of standing in society. The Beast asked what do you have to say about him? He mashallah. But he's a person, if he proposes somewhere, the chances are his proposal won't get accepted. Because people don't have that kind of understanding about who this person is. They're not familiar with him in that manner. He is not somebody that's very prominent in society. If he intercedes on behalf of somebody, the chances are his intercession might not even be accepted. Nabi Islam said that this second person, the whole world filled of the first person can't reach the rank of the second person. Not that the first person was not good. He was good. He was a good person. He was a sahabi. But yet his rank couldn't reach the rank of the other person who people didn't think anything about him. So who is where, what is the position on the day of Qiyamah? A person can be a'lam, he can be more knowledgeable, he can be more skilled, but doesn't make him afzal, it doesn't make him more virtuous, it doesn't make him greater than the next person. Who is greater only Allah Ta'ala knows. And that will depend on who has pleased Allah Ta'ala more. Inna akramakum indallahi atqaqam. That person is closer to Allah Ta'ala who has greater taqwa. And more honored in the court of Allah Ta'ala, who has the greatest taqwa. So in any case, the Sahaba now, Rasulullah Sallallahu is explaining to them that this nur, this nur when it comes in the heart, now this is what the point was, that this nur is not visible. This nur is not visible to the eye. So what is the sign? Like this person now, that pride, that pride made him start speaking in that way, start dealing with people in that manner. That became the sign of what's inside the heart. There's malice in the heart. Now that malice makes the person start making ribat of the person who got harboring malice for, makes him start wanting to bring that person down in some way or the other, and he's causing all kinds of difficulty for him. Now, that malice in the heart is not visible, but the actions of the person are in the indicators. So likewise, this nur is in the heart. What is the sign that this nur has come in the heart? So Rasulullah Salaam explained three signs. These are the three things that will indicate this is the yardstick for every person to use it to judge himself. This is the thermometer which will tell him what is the degree of fever that he has. This is the yardstick to judge this. The three things that Nabi Islam mentioned, the first thing was At-Tajafi Andaril Ghurur. That he becomes disinclined from this world of deception. 
Nabi Salaam didn't say that he will forsake the world entirely. No, no, this world we have to live in. And this world, this is the means of now getting to the Akhirat. So Nabi Salaam didn't say he will forsake the world. He will have nothing to do with it. No, he didn't say that. He said his heart will be disinclined from it. So he will do what he has to do. He has to work and earn a halal living for his family. He'll do that. He will do whatever the needs of the day are in a halal manner. But his heart will be with Allah. Ta'ala. His heart won't be immersed in dunya. And therefore, when the time has come now to switch from that situation to turn towards the ibadat of Allah Ta'ala, then that is ibadat now. That time that he will be in that earning of that halal living to he'll make it ibadat. And then his heart will be in the masjid, like in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, the seven people who will be afforded the great blessing on the day of Qiyamah, that they'll be under the shade of the arsh of Allah Ta'ala, when others will be drowning in their perspiration. One of those seven categories Nabi Islam mentions, وَرَجُلٌ قَلْبُهُ مُعَلَّقٌ بِالْمَسْجِدِ That person whose heart is attached to the masjid. He's physically in the marketplace, he's physically in his business, in his profession, in his job, in his occupation, wherever he is at home. But his heart is attached to the masjid. He's feeling more comfortable that when I'm going to be back in the house of Allah Ta'ala. When I will come and make sajda in front of Allah Ta'ala. وَقَلْبُهُ مُعَلَّقٌ بِالْمَسْجِدِ Now when that person comes to the masjid, then he really comes to the masjid. Otherwise, if that heart is soaked in dunya, then forget the masjid of his area, he'll go to Baytullah, he'll go to the Kaaba Sharif also. But even there too, he'll be making dua only for dunya, and he'll forget deen. There too, his whole heart will be only immersed on how to keep increasing the dunya, but how to improve in deen, he might forget to make dua for that also. That dua for hidayat also might not happen even there. So the first thing Nabi Islam also mentioned, at andaril ghurur. وہ دنیا کے مشغلوں میں بھی باخدا رہے وہ سب کے ساتھ رہ کر کے بھی سب سے جدا رہے that in all the occupations of dunya even they, they were with Allah they were with people but far away from them physically with everybody but their hearts attached to Allah Ta'ala so this is the first thing at-tajafi andaril ghurur but this is not enough that a person's heart is disinclined from dunya there are many people who belong to different creeds and they have forsaken the world entirely. They live a very, very a life of total austerity, completely divorced from the world. They live on the bare minimum of things, hermits and whatever, but they don't even have iman. dunya wal akhira. Dunya also they don't have and akhira too they lost out. But not having that dunya wasn't any good for them. Because they didn't have dunya, they didn't have akhirat either. One is the disinclination, not forsaking. Allah Ta'ala didn't forsake, command us to forsake the world. Just to forsake haram. That is incumbent. <coughs> a person doesn't cut corners on halal. He is very concerned that every cent must be 100% halal. There's something that is a little grey area, he says, no, I don't want to take chances of this. 
But within the limits of halal, Allah Ta'ala has made it permissible for him. Enjoy the ni'mas of Allah Ta'ala. But his heart is disinclined from dunya, so where is it? Well, inabatu ila daril khulud. And his heart is inclined towards the akhirat. His heart is attached to Allah Ta'ala. A person whose heart is attached to Allah Ta'ala, he'll make his dunya also deen. He'll make his dunya also deen. In one hadith, Rasulullah says that the person who man dunya halalan the person seeks dunya but in a halal manner. He's earning a living. That's also an obligation on him to earn a halal living. But he's earning this dunya in a halal manner but for what reason? Isti'ifafan anil mas'ala. He doesn't want to stretch his hand out in front of somebody. He wants to remain safe from asking and together with that, was sayan ala ahlihi. To earn a halal living for his family, take care of their needs. And then, wata'attufan ala jarihi. And then to share it with others also. His neighbor, his, some relative, somebody is in a need, somebody is in some desperation. To share it with others also. This is his niyad. So now he's fulfilling Allah Ta'ala's command. And he's earning a halal living with this intention and in this manner. What is the virtue that is mentioned? Laqi Allah Ta'ala wa wajhuhu kal badri kal qamari laylatal badr. He'll come on the day of Qiyamah with his face shining like the 14th moon. Can we imagine this virtue? And another person, man talabat dunya halalan. The person who earns dunya in a halal manner, not haram, halal. He's not cutting corners on halal. But his whole intention is wrong. His whole motivation is incorrect. Murayan, mukasiran, just to show off. He's amassing in order to show off. I'll also be able to talk big, big figures. Mukasiran, just to amass and to show off. Laqi Allah wa huwa alayhi ghadban. He'll come on the day of Qiyamah, Allah Ta'ala will be displeased with him. Now he's earning dunya. One person is earning it in the way also halal. But with the right intentions, he made the dunya deen. This person made his dunya a means of destruction. Now this person whose heart is attached to akhirat, now for example a customer came, the customer came, so what happened? That turns his heart to Allah. Ya Allah, you brought this customer. Alhamdulillahi bini'matihi tatimmus salihat. All praise is due to Allah. Allah is the bestower of all these favors. Allah, if you will, he would have gone next law. You brought him. And this is an aspect that has been witnessed many times. That a person comes from a far off place to somebody to buy something. On the way he's passed several other businesses, shops that sell the same item. He's passed so many others and he's come to this person who is way down the road and selling it for the same price or sometimes maybe even more too. What blinded this person to all those stores on the way? What made him take the longer walk and come? What made him decide to walk all the way down here? And somebody asked also, but why you came here? No, my cousin told me. That cousin told him something. The cousin probably just by chance happened to be there. So now the cousin said something, so he came. That cousin didn't say it. Allah Ta'ala made the cousin say it. Allah Ta'ala put it in that heart. Allah Ta'ala wishes to give that risk and Allah Ta'ala will put it in the heart of somebody. 
So now, when he sees that customer coming, his heart is, وَالْإِنَابَةُ إِلَىٰ دَارِ الْخُلُودِ Everything starts connecting him to Akhirat. Allah, you brought this customer. Something happens right for him, he doesn't become proud. See what I did. So how I made it happen. I sorted it out. They were battling for 10 hours. They just couldn't make head and tail of it. I came in one minute's time and got done. The eye specialist came away, same time. If that worked out, he says, Ya Allah, weakling like me, you made it happen at my hands. What a great favor you gave me. Ya Allah, you covered all my faults. You made it easy for me. His heart turns to Allah. Allah. At every step, he's repeatedly turning his heart to Allah. I didn't do anything, Ya Allah. Like you blinded me, what could I have seen? If you took my thinking ability away at that time, what could I have worked out? If you didn't allow me to do that analysis correctly, what could I have analyzed? Nothing. One person was counting, he was manually adding something. And he's adding and adding and he's not coming right. Because the total is right there, but now he's adding a double check and he's not coming right. And now he's wondering what's going on. And about four times, five times, and then eventually he decided to go and pull the calculator out. So he pulled the calculator out and he calculated it. So it's right now. He's wondering, but I know how to count. It's not something so big, big figures. It's two, three figures only each, each line. How come I'm getting it wrong? And again he started counting and again he got it wrong. So now he started doing it slowly again. And now he's realizing that for some reason he's done this hundreds of times. But for whatever reason, just as an example, whatever it might have been, so now 6 plus 5 is 11. For whatever reason, he's saying 6 plus 5, 12. Now as he's counting, 10 times he's counting, and he's coming 6 plus 5, 12, and he's going down. So now he's going off by 1. It's only why he's going off by 1. So he's counting again, again he's going off by 1. Now why that went off? Allah Ta'ala was showing him. That you thought you can count, you can multiply just off your head, without any, con- you know, thinking about it. How are you counting? 6 plus 5 is 12 now. So Allah Ta'ala's control is above everything. Sometimes Allah Ta'ala makes it obvious to a person that what you think you controlling, what your intelligence did, Allah Ta'ala's grace, Allah Ta'ala's fazal. So now this person whose heart is inclined towards akhirat, he sees the mercy of Allah Ta'ala manifested in everything that worked out for him. And that takes him to shukr. Something that became a challenge, he sees the test of Allah Ta'ala in it. And that makes him with from the depth of his heart, adopts sabr. Allah Ta'ala, this is something from him, I must pass this test, I mustn't fail it. So the person on the one hand, his heart is not in dunya, his heart is disinclined from dunya, but his heart is attached to akhirat. And then the third sign, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi said, that he prepares for death before its time. When is its time? Nobody knows. So he is forever in the preparation of death, in readiness for death. What is the readiness for death? Which person wants to ever, na'udhu see death in a condition of sin? The person is all the time concerned that I must not fall into sin. I must remain safe from haram. Allah forbid the angel of death comes to me in that moment. I can't afford to ever take a chance to go into a place of haram, to a place of sin. What if my moth suddenly comes there? That is now the preparation for death, that staying away from haram, staying away from sin. The person who is in preparation for death, my salah is it in order? Have I got some qazas left over? I need to start doing this now. Are my mu'amalat all in order? 
What are the things that I'm still outstanding with in terms of the rights of people, rights of Allah Ta'ala? All this is part of the preparation of death. And how much have I improved this Iman? How much has this Hidayat come? The same thing that we started off with. That Salab and that zeal for Hidayat. What efforts have I made to increase this Iman? To strengthen this Iman? To bring all the values of Iman in my heart? To cleanse my heart out of all the evils and vices? So now this is that preparation for death. And therefore Rasulullah Sallallahu has emphasized this so much. أَكْثِرُوا ذِكْرَ هَذِمِ الْلَبْذَاتِ الْمَوْتِ Excessively remember that, that which will sever all pleasures. Death, which suddenly comes, suddenly the person is gone, all the pleasures are over. This is what we have to be conscious about. This is that message and lesson in this ayat, that we have to make this effort for hidayat, to bring this hidayat into our hearts, in our lives, become that kind of servants of Allah Ta'ala, who Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. Making that effort for hidayat, in every aspect of our life. Our ibadat must come in order. All the imaniyat, things that pertain to our qaid, and all the things that pertain to the heart, all that must be in order. Then our ibadat, our mu'amalat, our dealings with people, our mu'asharat, our social life, our akhlaq, all this to make that effort, to bring that hidayat into every aspect of our life, so that we become the true servants of Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq, وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين It's about in the Hadith Sharif the person who recites La ilaha illallah hundred times daily Allah will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamah. What this means is that inshallah with the barakat of this daily recitation, Allah will grant him the tawfiq of righteous actions and give him the tawfiq of staying away from sin. This will become the means of this great honor on the day of Qiyamah. should therefore try to inshallah complete this one tasbih of La ilaha illallah daily in our time and space, in our homes, wherever. But try and be punctual on this and inshallah we will see the tremendous barakat of it. Allah give us tawfiq. Recite يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جز الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله Nine, <laughs> 
واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا انت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قرة اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما واجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة انك لا تخلف الميعاد اله العالمين يا الله most merciful most gracious most kind most loving Allah اله العالمين forgive us يا الله يا الله forgive all our bad minus sins يا الله forgive the sins of the day and night يا الله forgive what we did deliberately and mistakenly يا الله اله العالمين يا الله Allah, everything is in front of you, Ya Allah. There is nothing we can hide from you, Ya Allah. We thought we were alone, Ya Allah. But you were watching, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you are the know of the unseen, Ya Allah. You are Ya'lamu khailat al-a'yun wa ma tukhfi al-sudur. You know the deception of the eyes and what the hearts conceal, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alameen, you know every single but, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alameen, Ya Allah. We are sincerely repenting, Ya Allah. We are ashamed of what we have done, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are making a firm pledge not to go back to the sins, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alameen, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive our families, Ya Allah. Forgive our friends and relatives, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ilahu al-alameen, shawa your rahmat on the ummah, Ya Allah. Shawa your maghfirat on the ummah, Ya Allah. Allah, throughout the world, our Muslim brothers and sisters are in suffering, Ya Allah. They are in pain and hardship, Ya Allah. Allah, this is a result of our deeds, Ya Allah. Allah, forgive us and forgive them, Ya Allah. Forgive us and forgive them, Ya Allah. Give us and them the tawfiq of doing that which will bring down your rahmat, Ya Allah. Give us and them the tawfiq of staying away from all the things that bring down azab, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Remove the pain of the ummah, Ya Allah. Allah, spread the winds of hidayat, Ya Allah. Blow the winds of hidayat, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Give us the tawfiq of performing our five times salah with jama'ah, Ya Allah. Grant us khushu and khudu in our salah, Ya Allah. Grant us such a salah with which you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, enable us to recite the Quran Sharif daily, Ya Allah. Enable us to make your zikr daily, Allah. Ilahul alameen, enable us to make efforts for deen daily, Allah. Ilahul alameen, accept us and our progeny till qiyamah for the efforts of deen, Allah. With ikhlas and afiyat, Allah. Ilahul alameen, Allah. Cleanse our hearts out, Allah. From all the evils and vices, Allah. Remove all the evils from our hearts, Allah. Fill our hearts with all the noble qualities, Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Allah. Allahumma rizukna hubbak. وحب من يحبك والعمل الذي يبلغنا حبك اللهم اجعل حبك أحب إلينا من أنفسنا وأهلينا ومن الماء البارد إله العالمين يا الله ميك استدفاس الدين يا الله يفز استقامة الدين يا الله يفز اللوف الدين يا الله يفز اللوف الأعمال الدين يا الله يفز اللوف all the أعمال الدين يا الله يفز اللوف السنة of رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إله العالمين نيبر to follow his مبارك سنة يا الله Save us from the ways of the Yahud and Nasara, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all those are sick, give them shifai, kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Allah, remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Allah, give us cure from all of our spiritual ailments, Ya Allah. Cure from our physical ailments, Ya Allah. Allah, those are any kind of difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Those are in financial difficulties, Ya Allah. Remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Grant us halal and tayyib risk, Ya Allah. Save us from every grain and drop of haram, Ya Allah. Allahu Alameen, all those who have passed away, make their complete maqfirat, Ya Allah. Grant them the high stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Allah, at the time of our death, take us with La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. 
اللہ ٹھیک ہے سن ایمان کامل یا اللہ ٹھیک ہے سن توبت نسوح یا اللہ اللہ سیو سم دیتی نے کنڈیشن آف سن یا اللہ سیو سم دیتی نے پلیس آف سن یا اللہ اللہ پروٹیکٹر سم ایور گوئنگ ٹو پلیسز آف سن یا اللہ الہ العالمی یا اللہ امریکہ و قبرز گارڈنز آف جنہ فاس یا اللہ گرانٹ اسی شفاعت آف رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم اللہ گیو اس جنت الفردوس اداؤت انی ریکننگ یا اللہ الہ العالمی یا اللہ اللہ پت دی کنسرن آف دین انا وحاس یا اللہ پت دی طلب آف ہدایت انا وحاس یا اللہ انیبل اس تھی اللہ بیکم زیلس آف ہدایت یا اللہ گرانٹ اس توفیق آف میکنگ دی ایفٹ فو ہدایت یا اللہ الہ العالمی یا اللہ یو گرانٹ دی ہدایت تو اس یا اللہ اللہ بلس اس ود ہدایت یا اللہ بلس او فیملیز ود ہدایت یا اللہ بلس او فرنز ود ہدایت یا اللہ بلس Allah, Allah, all those who asked us to make dua for them, Ya Allah, all those who have raised their hands to this dua, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, you grant the best of dunya and akhirat to each one, Ya Allah, remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah, Allah, remove each one's sorrow, grief, anxiety, depression, Ya Allah, Allah, fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah, Allah, grant each one, Ya Allah, and all of us, the greatest need we have, Ya Allah, is that we become yours, Ya Allah, that you become ours, Ya Allah, make us yours and become ours, Ya Allah, 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 all the good that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa begged for, Allah, we also begging all that good, Ya Allah, whatever Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sought refuge from, Allah, you protect us as well, Ya Allah, اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله واصحابه اجمعين والحمد لله رب